Hey, we're glad to be back with the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Alan, and I'm here with Trent, and we've got a question for you today. Do mission trips matter in the life of your church? You know, with gas gas being, you know, the cost of three kids and seven cows, you know, um, for a tank of gas these days, it's really hard to justify a lot of travel and things right now, and I think a lot of churches are probably questioning you know, we didn't do mission trips in COVID, but we were doing okay. You know, should we mm-hmm. pick them back up? Should we start doing mission trips again? So, Trent, do they matter? It's a good question for us to talk about today. That is a good question. And I I want to say, uh, from my point of view, a resounding, you betcha they matter. Um, I, You know, outside of salvation, I have seen mission trip change people's lives more than anything else. Um, and so we're, I think we should have this conversation and, and encourage you all, um, as we speak, as we're recording this, um, Dana and I leave to go to Montana to help a, a church plant there next week. And our youth camp that's going on right now, they started, they took the entire first day, split up and did local missions with the mission youth group. And uh, I thought it was great. They did a great job. So I think they're, they do matter. I'll be taking pastors on two separate trips to Colorado. After leaving Colorado, I was contacted by Colorado Baptist, and they asked me to, if we would be interested in having some of our churches, churches partner with church plants up there. So we're going to be taking some pastors to show them some of the opportunities there. So, yes, um, we've already answered the question, but we want to encourage you to listen anyway. So, don't tune out now. Yeah. Yeah. Mission trips do matter. They're an important part in the life of the church. Now, we've talked about the difference between being missional and being on mission. And, you know, missional is kind of the mindset. That's the mindset that we want to build in every person in our church. Everyone who is a follower of Christ should recognize that their mission today is to make disciples, that we are. We are people who are in the disciple-making business. That's what being missional is. But I believe it's an important role of missions, the what we do, in building that mentality and supporting that mentality in the life of our church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, let's, let's talk through some more things that a mission trip can do for your church. Uh, this is really important. And so, Alan, I, I think this is great. You put this on our list that they are essential for church health. So when you think about church health, how does a mission trip affect that? Well, if our if our command is the Great Commission, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, then if we are not participating in fulfilling that, then how can we really call ourselves a church? This is part of who we are. We are people on the go. And I think, you know, we've talked several times about the joy and how excited we are to be Southern Baptist. And most of that's because we have the best mission sending agency the world has ever seen in our, in our mission board, our international mission board. But one of the drawbacks of that is, is that sometimes we think, well, we'll just give them money and they'll do all the travel. They'll do all the going. And that's really not what it's supposed to be. It's to support what the local church is doing around the world. And so if we want to have a healthy church and your church isn't involved in doing 
missions, um, you really aren't a healthy church. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you said you're not really a church. I would say you're living in sin because you're living in disobedience to what God has called you to do. Uh, so I think this is a huge deal. We are called to go make disciples, and so a church is supposed to be sending people to go make disciples. They're supposed to be making disciples locally, but they're also supposed to be helping people make disciples around the world. Well, it also, Trent, expands our church's footprint. Let me explain what I mean by that. Too many of our people think of our church as our building. This is who we are. We gather. We gather on Sunday. This is us. You know, and sadly, in too many cases, that's become the frozen chosen. Mm-hmm. But when you are doing missions, when you are out there and you are working in your community, in your state, in your nation, in your world, you're expanding your church's missional footprint and you are enlarging the kingdom and you're reminding people that the church is not what's inside the walls. The church is what's outside the walls. And so it just sets the right tone and it paints the right picture for your church. Yeah, it, you know, and you you kind of have to, um, you can start off with mission trips, but I think that that brings the idea of looking around into your church too. Um, and when we lived in Odessa in Midland, Texas, uh, one of our local pastors, Pastor Rex, he had a, this heart of reaching out. And because they did missions, their church began to look around and see groups that needed help and support locally. And they brought in a Hispanic church to meet with them together. And I'm telling you, Pastor Rex had the best Mexican food every Sunday because those folks that in that mission church that met with him, they brought him tamales all the time. And so that's a great deal. So tamales. That's yeah, more that's, that's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, not only does it enlarge our footprint, it, all, it also expands our vision. You know, churches can get so inwardly focused and our vision can become so small. And we, we think that God's only at work right here and God's doing things all around the world. And we are, have our eyes open to see what God is up to. I hear a lot of people today, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? When you're going on mission trips and you're seeing what God is doing around the world, Things can be kind of bleak at home, but you see that it just expands everything. And so Mm -hmm. it's important for your church to have its, to kind of have its own horizon widened. You're right. And scripture in Hebrews tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And a church that is, you know, isn't doing missions, isn't looking, expanding their vision usually is coming up with excuse after excuse. Well, we can't do this because we can't afford it. We can't do this because, and they'll have a whole list of excuses. But all of those are a lack of faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so you want to see where God is working? Go with him. Go, go. And and you'll see God move. You'll see God provide. We did. Anytime we did mission trips, God provided for us in amazing, miraculous ways. It's exciting. You almost uh, are like, well, what's going to happen next? This is so cool to, to learn to rely on God in, in those ways. And so it expands your church's uh, perspective. It also expands your own perspective. And it gives you a, a chance to see things that you never would have thought. And, you know, my story, Trent, you know, I've done some mission trips. There are cultures 
different cultures that I've been into that have never phased me. Um, but in a, in a moment of vulnerability, let me just kind of share. When I went to Lebanon, I didn't want to go to Lebanon. Mm-hmm. And I had yeah. to come face to face with some of my own misthinking and judgmental attitudes um, about certain places and certain peoples in the world. And I came back a changed person. And I'm so grateful for that because God used that moment. He closed every other door and forced me to come face to face with myself. And it was a whole new perspective in my life. And here I was pastoring a church and having to admit that I had had issues that were judgmental and prejudiced and all kinds of stuff and had to confess that, come face to face with that, work through that. And I will say that's one of the high moments of my life is coming out the other side of that. I'm so glad you told that story, Alan, because it's true. We do, you know, we talk a good game, but sometimes emotionally and inwardly, we hold some groups, whether it's a race or a a nation that we've heard nothing but negative about, like Lebanon and Syrians and things like that. But those are people that God loves. Those are people that Jesus died for. And we should be going and sharing the good news, the gospel, the, the love of Jesus with those people. Yeah, so our perspective gets changed, not only from a church standpoint, but from our local point. So let's look at those again. They're essential for church health. They expand our church's missional footprint. They enlarge your church's vision. They change your own personal perspective. So Trent, those are all important reasons, but let's talk about some keys to having a successful, um, a good mission trip. Now, there's probably a lot more that goes into it than this. These are just kind of some of the surface reasons that we want to kind of kind of go over, but these are important things to remember. Yeah, I, and you're absolutely right, Alan. There's a, I mean, we could list a whole mess of things, but these are just a few things we wanted to, to pique your interest and give you, to start you thinking. Um, and, and so the very first one is, it's kind of two-sided. Where you're going, first of all, you should be praying about this a bunch. And so you need a local person, a, a prayer person in your church that will join you in praying for God to give you a specific place. And so that's your local person of peace, local person of prayer. But then when God directs you to that place, then you need to have a local person there where you're going to as a person of peace, a person that you can connect with that can help you put all the details together there and explain the culture and the need. And that person of peace, maybe it may be a whole organization. It may be a missionary. It just may be a local person, but you need to have a, a contact to help you get there and to get you there safely and who understands what's going on because you don't know necessarily what's going on in another culture. So make sure that you do have that person of peace. The second thing, Trent, you said take off your watch. Why is this so important? (laughs) Oh man, I was, I was not good at this. Um, I'm a very driven watch person. You know, I, I need to, you know, if there's a schedule, I want to be early but I used to do mission trips to Mexico with a guy by the name of Arlano Funderburg. And he was so good at just enjoying the people in Mexico and, and taking his time. And I would be, you know, looking at my watch and freaking out and wondering, Hey, can't we get this down? We're supposed to have already been gone or whatever. 
And uh, he, I learned that lesson from Marlena to take off my watch and just enjoy people because that's what you're there for is to get to know people, not to keep a schedule. It's easy. It's easy for us to take our mentality of, oh, this is a trip and, you know, what's the agenda and, and then we've got to go from here to here to here to here um, to throw all that aside because it's all going out the window anyway. Right. <laughs> Where you're going and what you're doing. <laughs> you know, our best laid plans never seem to go right anyway. So just mm -hmm. sit back and and let God work and let God enjoy um you know, and believe it or not, you're probably going to eat just fine. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. go ahead and I'll, I'll let that happen. Someone's bringing you a tamale. So anyway, that's right. I wish I could have one right now. Yeah, well, I had fajitas for lunch, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> uh, don't right. be a, don't be a person of fear, Trent. Um, what kind of fears do people have about a mission trip? Well. You know, as you were talking about going to Lebanon, there's a lot of people that would discount that right away because of where it is and the things they've seen on the news. Um, the best place you can be is in the middle of God's will. And he, if he's not able to protect you, then why in the world would you worship him? I believe he is able to protect you. And so going to those places that sometimes we're like, well, I don't want to go there because, you know, it's crazy there. And, God's going to give you that the wisdom and protection to go and wherever he sends, he's going to go with you. Yeah, you know, um, when I was getting ready to go to Lebanon the first time, we were, I'm on the, on the airplane in Paris, landing in Paris, found out that the U.S. had just bombed Syria, which is right next door to Lebanon. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm already going. And the truth is, is that I was every bit as safe in Lebanon as I was in Paris because we can only control what we control anyway. And you want to be where, where God wants you to be, and the rest is up to him. And so, yeah, don't let fear control you. It can be fear, you know, if you're a foodie, we've talked a lot of food, you might have fear of the food. Am I going to, am I going to eat? It could be fear over the language that you maybe struggle to comprehend in English, and you're worried about how, how are you going to compre comprehend when you don't understand the language, you know, all, all types of things like that. I, I get it, but don't let fear keep you from, from going, or don't let fear keep you from trying. You want to be able to go, and you want to enjoy what God's up to in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll get to experience God in a whole new way. I only speak hillbilly anyway, so I don't think there's anybody out there that would understand me either. But yeah, I agree with you, Alan. Don't don't let fear stop you. You know, Jesus said again and again and again, don't do not fear. And so let's go and let's experience God in a whole new way. Uh, we'll see God move in those times when we trust Him, and uh, it'll just it'll amaze you. So the next part of that, another key I think you should think about is you need to work local, but also look beyond your local area. You know, we are supposed to make disciples locally, but what about outside of that area? Trent, I wrote an article recently to the pastors in my association, and it was about the Great Commission. You know, the Great Commission tells you you start in Jerusalem and you go into Judea, Samaria, you know, to the uttermost parts of the earth. And in my mind, 
you always need to be invested locally. That's where you are. Mm-hmm. And if you and I believe to be healthy, you have to be in at least two of the four quadrants. So if you're just in, involved locally, but you're not involved in one of the other three, I don't think you're healthy. So you need to be in at least two. And if you gave me a choice, I would say get involved internationally and then work back to the middle. That would be my recommendation, just because I think you get more, I think you get more impact for your attention to that. But it's important for us to recognize that to be healthy, it needs to be local and something else. Yeah, I would I would say that was absolutely right. And you know, our, our local setting is where we train people to go and make disciples in whether it's internationally or maybe in our nation somewhere, um, a region, whatever. Um, so you've you've got to be doing that, making disciples, and then you take them to these places after you've done some training. And that's another key I think I would add to this, Alan, is that you've got to do some training leading up to a mission trip. Um, you've got to take people through a training of the culture, um, how to share the gospel, um, because that's what you, you're going for. It's not just to have a vacation. And so you do have to have some training, um, but you'll, you'll find those, as you work locally, then you'll find those places and, and equip people to go outside of that local area. And when you come back, Trent, you've got to give people an opportunity to talk about it. We need to share the story because the story is important. There are people who have supported it. There's people who have prayed for it. And if they don't hear the story, how are they going to get, get on board? But it's an encouragement, too, for everyone to look for the opportunities that are right around them every day that they may overlook. Well, and not only does it help those people who gave and those people who prayed, but those people that went, it cements that memory for them. I had that same experience with, with college students when I would send them as summer missionaries. I would always encourage them to share several times when they got back about their summer missions experience because that would cement what God did in, in their memories and they could hang on to it much better. And, and it would always, when they talked about it, they would begin to realize there were other things that God did that they didn't realize. So I think that's an important thing. And the last one, Trent, uh, great, great piece of advice. Be flexible. Uh, When it comes to to thinking about missions, you've got to be flexible. Um, You may think you're going to do one thing and you're going to do something else. Um, Sometimes even you get, you go on a mission trip and you think this is going to be our task and you end up doing a completely different task. Um, you go and you get there and your luggage didn't make it. <laughs> right. Um, being flexible is a is just a part of what you have to be able to do. Just like taking your watch off, be flexible. Yeah, I, I think that's so important. And, you know, there's going to be something that comes up that changes your plans. And, and you can get mad at those times, but then you lose the opportunity to witness and show the love of God in those times. So I would encourage you, hey, just you've got to go into it saying, hey, whatever happens, God's still in control. And I will choose joy and we're going to go and have fun. And, you know, I, you and I both, Alan, we've been around the world and, and experienced things. And, and the food was not always up to what we thought it was going to be or it was something new that we weren't expecting. you got to be flexible on the food. 
you got to be flexible on the time and you got to be flexible on what you do while you're there. So these are important things. So we asked the question, you know, you know, should we, why do Trish, do mission trips really matter? Of course they do. And this is why they matter. They help make our churches healthier places. And if they're health, if we have healthy churches, we have enduring churches. And that's why we're here. We want to see you and your church endure. So if you're not involved, if you've not thought about doing a mission trip and getting your church involved in that, um, if you're the pastor, I want to encourage you. It starts with you. You need to get out there. You need to be looking for these opportunities and you need to lead, lead by example. And you'll, you'll be surprised at how ready your church is to follow that wonderful example. So we want to keep see you to keep enduring. So be healthy, get on mission. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye.